Well, we're one step closer to the NFL season. Thanks for joining us here on Upload Live. So glad to be with you on a Monday evening here at 9.05 Central Time, which we're a little bit behind. But hey, let's get into this. So this is how this show is going to work. We're actually going to break down the offseason as a whole. Rookie minicamp, uh, OTAs, uh, both voluntary and, uh, you know, mandatory stuff that we that we needed to see in minicamp. So we're, we're going to break all that down here on the show. So what I need from you is I need your help on the matter. So, for example, like if you think one dude really balled out in the in the offseason and they should be given props, you let me know. If you think somebody just totally got annihilated and probably pretty close to being cut or released, not off to a great start, let me know. There are some obvious ones, all right? And 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 yes, they're going to be in here too, but I think there's some that aren't as obvious and we definitely want to get into that. So thanks so much. Don't forget to hit that uh subscribe button, tighten up that tighten up that like button, hit that subscribe button. We'd love to have you here on the channel. Next. Here we go. So thank you for being here again. Let's get right into it. Ryan, shout out to Ryan. He says, tighten up. How are we doing? Tighten up load. Hey, we're hanging in there, man. We are hanging in there. Titans Ross, he definitely go over there and follow him. He's been doing great things for the network. He said, who's ready? Let's go tighten up that like button. William says, tighten up. Let's go. Super Bowl or bust. We'll definitely get into that. See how you guys are still feeling about it. Steven, shout out to you. Al in the house. So thanks so much, Al. Appreciate you. Says tighten up everybody. Let's go kick massive tail. Oiler Titan in the house is winner. The Titans for surviving the most injury riddled season in NFL history. That's a really good thing. And now Oiler Titan that has moved on to my Chicago White Sox. Beginning to think I'm cursed. The Sox have have you think the the Titans were bad? You should definitely go check out the Chicago White Sox. Oh, it's been brutal. It's been we like literally lost three dudes in one day. One uh, towards ACL. Every pitcher has been out at some point. It's it's been it's been a train wreck with the ones that maybe didn't have the best upside of the offseason. So let's get into it. All right. So our first contestant of tonight's show is Traylon Burks. I mean, let, let's let's give some respect to the name before we actually talk about Traylon Burks. So Traylon Burks, let's go back to draft night. The Tennessee Titans, we think, are going to be picking late in the first round. And there was some rumors of A.J. Brown being traded. And I remember I did a couple shows on that, short videos, about the possibility, and there was a long one, and possibility of AJ being traded. And I remember saying I didn't think it actually was going to happen, but I had to do a video on it because everyone else was, and I felt like it was my obligation to you to at least bring you that information. Well, let's go to the night before the draft. I said, don't be shocked. It's not off the table. 
it could happen. Don't kill me. But A.J. Brown could be traded. Did I really think that was going to? No. But we're not dumb. You know what I'm saying? So for all of you that thought A.J. might have been traded and you were blasted for it, I apologize to you because I would have never blasted you on this channel. I know T.A. wouldn't have blasted you on his channel. And I know uh, Rossi wouldn't have, have, have blasted you either because we know we're not dumb. We've been around the game long enough to know like stuff happens every once in a while. And people want to run their mouth and say this and they want to say that. But at the end of the day, sometimes it happens the way a crazy person says it's going to happen. You're like, oh my gosh. And yes, I'm calling myself crazy, by the way. Because I feel like when A.J. Brown was traded at that moment in the draft, all the weight, unfortunately, fell on this kid from Arkansas, Traylon Burks. So we're trying to grasp things about A.J. Brown. Uh, I was heartbroken, by the way. And I know a lot of you were at first as well. And I think lately we'll get to A.J. Brown later on the show. But Traylon Burks has all this weight on him. Okay? He's coming to people. Oh, my goodness. Oh, he's the next A.J. Brown. He's going to be better than A.J. Brown. Oh, my goodness. Like, A.J. Brown could. He he wasn't reliable all the time. And he dropped the ball every once in a while. And. You know, he, he was uh, a diva on Twitter, and we get Traylon Burks. He's the same. He's cheaper. He's younger. Oh, my gosh. We fell in love with Traylon Burks. And I remember saying, like, just be careful for what you guys wish for because, like I said, it takes – and I remember going back, it, it takes time. When A.J. Brown was a rookie, he got hurt, and he missed some time. Corey Davis missed a lot of time in his rookie year. It happens. Rookie wide receivers take a while to develop. They aren't all like the Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver. And even he dropped the ball a bunch in the preseason and all that and got Bengal fans all worked up. So I think when we look at Traylon Burks going into this rookie minicamp, well, when he's not on the field and he's in the locker room and he's out there and he's not out there and he's in he, people start getting a little concerned. Now, I will say this. There were a lot of us that were like, yeah, it, it, it is what it is. It's early on. But then when he missed OTAs, then he missed minicamp. Oh, and by the way, we did reach out to Traylon Burks tonight to get him on the show. Unfortunately, his agent came back and told us he's unavailable. That is his name at this point. Vrabel said it for what it is. Every time you bring him up in the press conference, Vrabel says, we're not going to talk about players that are unavailable. Traylon Burks, unavailable. So you can let me know if you're interested or not. He, I mean, you, you tell me he had a great offseason? Are you kidding me? The guy was hardly out there. And now we're worried about his asthma. Was he? It was his asthma because it was hot out? Oh, I didn't know the other players spark up. Was his asthma because he was out of shape? That That is not fair for me to say because... No offense, uh, Traylon Burks is going to be like 50,000 times in sh more shape than me. So how can I judge that? But we don't know. And we do know that he could have really helped this situation out. He could have really gelled with Ryan Tannehill, Willis, Woodside, whatever, the receiving core. But unfortunately, the only thing he could worry about in the offseason was doing stuff behind the scenes. I know the wide receiver more, his the wide receiver coach more, not worried about it. Still optimistic on the rookie, which is great. I think we all are. 
but he knows more about what's going on on the bicycle. Because, like we mentioned earlier, unavailable. Just unavailable. So our first person, unfortunately, that we're going to have to talk about is Traylon Burks. So we'll get to some of your comments here. Thanks again for joining the show. Don't forget to hit that like button. It definitely helps the channel. Super chat time. Let's go. It's Burks has to be in trouble. Uh, We rely on Woods. And that's Nick Westbrook Akina. I mean, it's tough. It's going to be tough. That's all I'm going to say. Derrick Henry healthy is going to help. A lot of you are right back on the Ryan Tannehill. He's going to be fine and all. That's fine. But I guess one thing that intrigues me is not a wide receiver. It's a tight end. We'll get to that later. But tight ends are going to be very vital in this offense. So super pumped about that. Willis in the uh, cornerback we drafted uh, haven't signed contracts yet either. Uh, My eyes are on Farley this year. Good point, TA. Farley is a guy that if he rebounds, this defense is just going to be even that much better. Uh, I mean, they've made up so much from last year. It's it's just crazy how they improved throughout the year last year. Didn't have the best offseason, and it really was nothing he did. Was nothing with his play. The guy works. I think the guy works harder, and I'm gonna guarantee it right now. I he's gonna win the offseason award, which is why is he going to be on this list on the show? Here's why. My guy Mason Kinsey, out of his control. But let's look at the facts. Going in to the draft, he was well positioned to make the roster. Uh, Chester Rogers. Gone, you know, not that was his main competition last year. And a lot of times Mason just couldn't see the field because of Chester being there. And I'm not saying Chester's bad. I'm just saying like Chester was really good in the punt return game. Offensively, not the best, but I don't think it was all his fault. I mean, you can't blame him for the screen pass against the Bengals. He got picked off in the red zone. I mean, that's not Chester's fault, but, but I do feel that uh, Mason was right on line. They've, they've kind of groomed him third year now on the Titans. He's had uh, half a season with the New England Patriots practice squad. This was going to be his year. And unfortunately, what happened in round five of the NFL draft is a guy named Kyle Phillips was drafted. And a lot of you have already fell in love with Kyle Phillips. I mean, Kyle Phillips, we, we've made videos now uh, about Kyle Phillips how he is going to be the next best thing and how the Titans are going to follow this roadmap to success with, with Kyle Phillips, who has not played a down in the NFL yet. But facts are facts. Punt return. Kyle Phillips can punt return. Okay. Kyle Phillips can kick return. Special teams is a huge part of the NFL, especially for guys that aren't named A.J. Brown and Julio Jones or Robert Woods. Like, people really have to grind. And 12 grinds his butt off. I mean, 12 had a really good offseason. He went and worked out with Ryan Tannehill, just him and Dez did. He's been working out constantly with Logan Woodside. From all accounts, he's had a really good camp, too. He was invited to rookie mini camp for the second straight year, even though he's not a rookie because they just wanted him around because he knows so much of the offense and could help out so much with these younger receivers. So why is he on this list? It's simply because 
John Robinson, who loves Mason, decided for whatever it was to go out and take Kyle Phillips. Now, I would argue there are other spots on the roster that maybe you could have went in with um, in round five to help you out in areas where you needed more help. But John thought, hey, look, there's this guy here from uh, UCLA can return. He's a slot guy. He's pretty, I mean, he's pretty comparable when you when you look at him and Mason side by side. So why is Ma- well, Mason's got to be better? And that's the unfortunate part. You know how the system works. Because uh, Kyle Phillips was drafted in the fifth round, he's going to have a leg up in the competition now. Even though Mason will start the season with a leg up, that will eventually go away as Kyle Phillips becomes more and more uh, within the offense. So Mason's just going to have to just play out of his mind in the, in the, in the off season again. Now, Rossi and I talked about this off air. And um, one thing that I think we should pay attention to is last year when the season started, a lot of people aren't talking about this. I think there's a very solid chance that both Kinsey and Phillips are on the roster. And that is why, Phillips was drafted because maybe you use Phillips more in the return game, but I think Mason might be able to help you a little bit more in that slot game and push come to shove. Hear me out. Cam Batson and Chester Rogers both made the roster last year and they're comparable in the same darn way. Both of them can return kicks. Both of them can return punts if they want to. And both of them can line up in the slot and cam had more experience as you remember Chester had more of the punt return that he was going to be doing in the very, very beginning. Unfortunately, Chester Rogers ran into some, or I'm sorry, um, Cam Batson ran into somebody in the, uh, in the Buffalo game. I think it was and tore his ACL and he was done for the season. So I think there's a really good shot. Kinsey and Phillips make the roster. And I think Robinson has a plan for sure. But if you're looking at, Hey, you don't take Phillips. Mason's got way more of an opportunity to make this team. Now that he's taken Phillips, there's a bunch of unknowns. We don't know, but from the surface and for all the writers out there, ah, they've already fallen in love and he's already two steps ahead. Okay. So let's keep this thing going real quick. And then we'll get to your comments. The next guy's not even on the Titans, but he had a miserable off season and that's AJ Brown. And I'm not going to spend too much time on AJ Brown because he's not on the Titans anymore. But I will say this, as the season progressed, the offseason, he was beloved. And you know, we can have this argument all day. You guys won't, you, some of you won't be honest with me, but the facts are the facts. I read your comments. I read them on the screen here. I read them after the show. I read them when you write, you know, after video gets posted or whatever. The point is, most of you loved A.J. Brown. And you said he was going to be the best Titans receiver ever. And I know him and Derek Mason got into it. And Derek Mason started criticizing him on the radio all the time. That's probably what it was about because those guys had a heated thing on Twitter. But now it looks like Derek Mason may have been right. Because what happened was in the offseason, after being traded, A.J. Brown just totally destroyed his character in Nashville. He canceled his camp. He made up an excuse. I mean, Anthony Ferkser had a camp. And he's on the Falcons right now, and he still had his camp in Nashville with the youth. So shout out to Anthony Ferkser on the show here. 
and Kinsey was there and Westbrook Akina was there. And I think Logan Woodside might've been there, but there was a bunch of dudes there that were helping out. But my point is this AJ Brown didn't show up for those kids and he went to Philly for the money. It's it's facts or facts. The second thing with AJ responding to a tweet online to say, Hey, look, I'm the best thing that you had. I'm the best ever that you had. So just move on with your life. That pretty much just totally buried AJ Brown. So that Eagles and Titans game this season, ooh, can't wait for it. But AJ Brown, man, you have lost your offseason with this Titans fan, and you've lost your offseason with Titans fans pretty much in general. I know you're on the Eagles, man, but still, don't you, you can't do that, man. A lot of us had your back. A lot of us were upset. I was one of them, upset with J-Rob because he traded you, and I felt like you deserved to be paid. I just wouldn't have paid you until next year. Uh, unfortunately, though, it is what it is, and we don't have any more time to to, to basically talk about A.J. Brown. It pains me to say it, Tommy Hudson, man. I mean, Tommy Hudson was showing so much signs of, of even being the number one tight end last year. I mean, it wasn't really hard to be the number one tight end last year, but he was definitely on that path of success. Then the dude gets hurt. Then the dude ends up getting hurt again, and then he's out for the year. That really hurt. He's a good blocker. He's not the best catcher. He's not the best receiver. But when he was thrown in there last year and caught a few balls and made a few moves, he looked like he was getting more confidence. I've been on him coming out of Arizona State from the undrafted rookies when we broke him down the year when we had him. And the the blocking, working in the pro-style offense under Herm, I mean, these are all things that Tommy brought to the Titans. And he's been around a while as well. I mean, what, going on his third season. But unfortunately, why did he make the list? Because he got hurt again. Now he might have pulled a hamstring. So he's out of minicamp. This guy needed minicamp. This guy needed to get some reps. This guy needed to get back into it. Now with, you know, again, Okonkwo coming in here, Tommy Hudson could be an afterthought. You still, you, you never can have enough tight ends who can block and do some versatile things. And if they like what he's doing more in the pass catching department, even though I think he only had like hundred receiving yards in his three or four years at Arizona state still solid blocker. We know the Titans love to use two at a time for most of the offense. He's a guy that you definitely could see being a very vital part, but unfortunately how it's, you know, with bringing in Hooper and all that, Tommy Hudson might have hurt his chances, and it had nothing to do with him just because of his phys- uh, physical shape or whatever. His, his, yeah, just being hurt. All right, two guys left. Logan Woodside's actually had a phenomenal camp. The problem with Logan Woodside is they drafted Malik Willis. So Logan Woodside would have probably had a chance to solidify himself as the number two quarterback of the future. And probably for a very long time, they wouldn't even have. I mean, yeah, Ryan's probably a couple years, maybe, and then on his way out, or maybe you guys think this is his last year. So that there comes Malik Willis. But Logan Woodside would have, man, he, if, if Ryan Tannehill's back next year, Logan Woodside unfortunately won't be. And it's unfair to him. He's been around for the last couple seasons. And uh, I thought he's done some really good things. I don't. I don't think anybody has any bad to say about Logan. I don't know how many of us are confident he could take us to the playoffs if Ryan got hurt. But Logan Woodside 
even though he did have a really good off season here, Malik Willis is going to be the guy next year. Um, at least the number two guy next year for sure. So he's just buying, they're buying their time with Malik Willis. Will Logan Woodside be on the roster this year and be the number two guess? He will be. But push come to shove, Malik Willis will get more playing time this year. Malik Willis will be on the field, obviously, more. And Malik Willis will be the guy that uh, they're kind of grooming into the future. Unfortunately for Logan Woodside, I believe his time has passed now. And he will get this year to finish out. But just think of the, the could have, would have, whatever happened with Logan Woodside. Because if he goes into training camp and balls out again, like he's been doing in the offseason with mini camp and OTAs and all that stuff, I mean, he would have probably had a really decent shot to get picked up by someone and maybe find his way somewhere. Fortunately, he'll be the backup this year. Um, and then after that, he'll probably be, his time will be over. Uh, so that's why he made the list. And we can't have a, a, um, a, sh a show without mentioning Greg Maben. Because Greg Maben, last year, you'll remember him. Go back and watch the shows last year. Greg Maben, unfortunately, gotta love him. Any guy who was doing great at camp last year was the first couple of days of training camp. It was Racy McMath. Remember this? Oh, my gosh. Racy McMath. Read all the writers. Read all the networks covering the tights, the local guys. Oh, my goodness. Racy McMath. Oh, look at this catch. Oh, he's going to be something. <sighs> really? You guys saw the season. We know that wasn't true at all. Here was the common denominator. Every time Racy McMath made a great play, who was covering him? Greg Maven. Anytime he made an awesome play, who's covering whoever? Fitzpatrick? Greg Maven. Happened again this season. So, unfortunately, Greg Maven got hurt. Uh, and missed one of the OTAs, but he did earn the mini camps, but he did come back for the last day. But this year, it's a guy who's going to make the list Malone. Josh Malone has supposedly had a great camp, and Josh Malone has exposed Greg Maben. So does that mean Josh Malone's not going to have great success because Racy McMath didn't last year? You'll have to wait and see. But unfortunately, Greg Maben... A lot of these plays come at his expense. Uh, we love him here on this channel. And he, he did have some pro productivity last year and when we needed him late in the season, I believe. But unfortunately, Greg Maven's got a really tough time this year. And being hurt now, not necessarily going to help his cause. So there we have it. Thanks again for being here. Don't forget to tighten up that like button. We are now up to 76 of you in the house. We are going over the biggest winners and the biggest losers of the offseason. We just covered the loser part of it. And again, I'm not calling any of these guys losers. Love all of them. But again, we'll, we'll just kind of go back down the list. We started uh, trailing Burks. We know that story. Uh, Mason Kinsey and Logan Woodside both made the list. But because of the, how the draft went, Malik Willis and Kyle Phillips kind of really put them in a tough situation. They can still overcome it. Logan Woodside's been tearing it up, apparently. Uh, Mason's been doing his thing uh, as well, just not getting a lot of coverage. But still, from all reports, he's doing really good and um, working his butt off. So we'll see what happens with those two. Uh, moving on, we we talked about just Greg Maben, Traylon Burks, and Tommy Hudson was the other one. So getting more to your comments, thanks again for being here. Tyler says, what's up? Upload, what's going on, Tyler? 
Thanks for being here. As an Eagles fan, I like Malik Willis. You put in the work. Uh, he can be special. Philly fan, thanks for being here, man. Um, and good luck this season. I mean, Eagles could be – I know Eagle fans think they're going to be great, and that's great. But when you ask Cowboy fans, and eh, maybe not so much, but I do think they might be kind of under under the radar team, especially in the NFC with you know Tom Brady and, and, and Aaron Rodgers and stuff. Yeah, look out for the Eagles. The defense is pretty good, and – I think they get a lot of coverage in that area. They were number one rushing team last year. So it'll be an interesting game between the Eagles and the Titans this year for sure. Barnes boy, what's going on? Go blue and go pack go. So let's get into the winners, man. The winners, winners, all about the winners. Titan season. But before I do, let's talk about the spotlight series. So here we go. Spotlight series. Love this. Okay. So. You know, you got you got people out there who are considered me guys. Oh, Hilliard, you're right. Hill Hilliard Coleman. You got the other guy, Connor or whatever his name is. Could be a returner. I think I wrote his name down somewhere. But yeah, so I'm I'm all about the spotlight series because I feel like there's a lot of Titans creators out there that do really good work. Now I know there's other teams and there's other teams like that i've um been on their channel they've been on mine i've used to uh help you know used to be at the part of the fan to fan network and and met a lot of really great dudes uh broshmo was one of them on there uh bring the juice podcast was on there uh so there, there's been a lot of guys jeff jet central um just to name a few uh there's way more but anyways my point is there's a lot of guys in the Titans that are doing amazing work. And I think they should get some uh, some credit for the work that, they, that they've done. So our first week, which was a couple weeks ago, uh, we gave Pratt the Titan Bryce. We gave him the uh, Titan Creator of the Week. And um, if you haven't followed him yet, you definitely got to do that. He's, <laughs> he's had a remarkable week, let me tell you. He's got... Uh, like three different Titans players, uh, well, Jarrell Casey, and then I think he had Molden, and he had one more follow him this week on Twitter. I'm not taking any credit for that. That's all him, but uh, it is, it's a really cool story. Uh, but anyways, Bryce, he was in the room earlier. Uh, Bryce is, you know, he's on Twitter a lot, and he, he's, he loves his Titans. I know Haley helps him out. Preston helps him out. Those guys work great as a team. Um, but like I said, he's starting to pump up his YouTube channel as well. So shout out again for for Bryce. And this week's Spotlight Series Creator of the Week goes to our guy, Ryan Harris. Love Ryan Harris. He's been on the channel before. He's got the Jump Pass podcast. Um, podcast. And, and like I said, I've been on that with him. He's invited me on there. Great podcast to listen to. Follow it, find it on Apple, Spotify, wherever you're going to follow your 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 podcast. There, um, I believe he was with uh, Say It Again Network at one point, but he, you know, he's he's on Twitter. Uh, he's been on this channel. He is a guy that loves to keep the positive vibes. I mean, he'll tell you how it is. Don't get me wrong, but he does like to see the optimism. And I think when some of us look at a situation, doom and gloom, Ryan's really great at turning it around and looking at more of a positive view of it. And I think that does help us as fans. We, we want 
to to feel after we lose to the Steelers and feel like the season's over to wake up in the morning and feel like, hey, we, we got a shot at this and we still could be the number one seed. Ryan's the guy that's telling you, hey, dude, we can still be the number one seed. And, and Ryan was exactly right. So definitely go follow Ryan at Ryan Harris 662 on Twitter and the jump pass on all your platforms. I just put Apple because, I don't know, Apple's got a cool logo. So, again, shout out uh, to them. So shout out to them. All right, so let's go to the winners. The winner circle. Let's play it. Let's get into it. Let's go. Let's go. All right, we're in the winner circle, and he's not a player, but he's a GM, and that guy is John Robinson. Now, hear me out on John Rob, J Rob. All right. Why is J Rob in the winner circle, not in the loser circle? Because when he traded AJ Brown, I might have threw him in the loser circle for a little bit. Okay. But John Robinson, as the offseasons went on, has been able to look pretty good. Okay. So hear me out. Number one, he was able to flirt with Aaron Rodgers. Literally flirt with him. So picture this. You're married, but you're thinking of making a move. All right? You're going to make the move. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen, but you're going you're gonna to try it. Now, in a society that we live in today, we know that this is a fairy tale. You can't do that. I mean, literally, we all know this. Any of y'all married, you know this. You can't just... Go and try with someone else and then come back and everything's fine. If it doesn't work out, no, 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 no. John Robinson tried that this year and the, and he got away with it. Why? Because Aaron Rodgers, I know Jared Stillman threw this out there and a lot of people jumped on him. I know like Buck was getting into it with him and oh my goodness. But, but Jared was right in the, in the regards of Aaron Rodgers and, and the Titans were kind of somewhat talking. We don't know how that went. We don't know how far that went, but for whatever it happened, it didn't go very far because he ended up, uh, Rogers ended up signing with green Bay, that extension, the massive extension. Then they trade his number one wide receiver. But my point is John Robinson was able to come back through the back door, act like nothing happened. And Ryan Tannehill, who had a terrible game against Cincinnati and half the fan base was off of him now has Ryan Tannehill as a starting quarterback still, was able to even draft Malik Willis. Malik Willis fell in the third round, took all the pressure off J-Rob. You think if, if the Titans would have traded up to him and drafted him in the draft in the first round, do you think it would be as easy just to kind of play him as the third quarterback and just nonchalantly get him to learn the offense? Heck no. Fans would have been on him as first interception Ryan Tannehill threw. Put in Malik Willis. Here we go. Tim Tebow 2.0 out in Denver. That's what it would have been like in Nashville. We all might not agree with me on this one, but you know deep down it's true. So John Robinson gets by with one because he's able to draft Malik Willis in the third round he slipped to. No pressure on. The last oh, two more. A.J. Brown ends up turning into a... Now the fans don't really care about A.J. Brown anymore, so they've let John Robinson off the hook, even though his guy is, say it with me, unavailable. 
And then finally, he's able to bring in not only Derrick Henry, who there was rumblings that he was kind of maybe not happy about his contract, wanted a, an extension. And he was able to bring in Jeffrey Simmons, who supposedly is using himself as his own agent. And even though he did sign that fifth year, he still wants to be paid, even though he has two years left. And he's got both those guys in the minicamp. Remember, Coach Vrabel, when they he looked stressed. He looked like he had the, the all the weights on top of him. And he doesn't even have his own kid on the team. I think his kid, didn't his kid get dra- um, undrafted free agent and signed with Atlanta or something like that? I'm just saying, he had the weight on his shoulders, and he looked stressed. And when they asked him a question, Vrabel would always be like, hey, I just, you know, like, I'm hoping every, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm hoping everybody shows up or whatever he said. Like, he could even look you in, like, he knew that it was a possibility, a strong possibility that, especially one of these guys, wasn't going to show up. He said he was going to coach who was going to be there. And we, I, I thought it was Derrick Henry. Okay, that, that's, but, but that's not Derrick's character. Uh, he signed the franchise tag on like on day one. Never has argued about his contract. John Robinson tried to trade him. The rumor were um, before he broke out um, on that. T- just oh my gosh, he just destroyed the Jaguars that night on the ninety-nine yard touchdown run. But that's that's my point. Derek showed up. He's fine. Then the other one was Jeffrey Simmons, and then there was talking. Maybe he holds up. So to to have both those guys in the camp, he's got, um, like I said, nobody's really worried now about AJ Brown anymore. That's an afterthought. He's got a he's got a backup quarterback just in case, uh, but he doesn't have to put the stress to play him. So he's got that situation for him, and he was able to flirt around with Aaron Rodgers. You assume maybe Russell Wilson as well. We don't know that for sure. And Ryan Tannehill has showed up, and he, by all accounts, is doing his thing. I mean, he's not upset or anything like that. So John Robinson is our our first winner, and you guys can also play along with me. Second winner, how could you argue this one? Nick Westbrook Aquina, he didn't have to do anything. Just show up. One, I think the last two years, at least last year, the offseason award, this guy won it. But Nick Westbrook Aquina. Nick West, Nick stinking Westbrook Akina, your number two wide receiver, and he's not going to make the list as a winner. I mean, just as I talked about Mason Kinsey and Logan Woodside having th- dominoes fall against them, Nick Westbrook Akina didn't really have to do a whole lot of anything just based on where his status was, um, or his hierarchy, right, with his uh, seniority. And he slots himself right in the number two wide receiver. Now, will this stick? Will this be, you know, week one? It could be week one. We'll see if they bring in somebody else. Um, by all accounts, though, like I've even heard really good things about Nick Westbrook Akina in the offseason as well. I've heard um, he's looked pretty, pretty decent. I know a lot. Can't really tell about a lot of these guys because everybody's decent. You guys heard Bud Dupree's interview. Oh my goodness, Bud Dupree's back. Well, that, okay, what's he supposed to say? I'm not back. No, yeah. So I think with my point here is Nick Westbrook, Akina, your number two. 
I mean, we'll have to get in the argument. Are we okay with this? Personally, I'm not. Jonathan, I mean, you, you can. <laughs> Love you, Jonathan. Jonathan says Fitzpatrick. Maybe he made the list today. It's going to be the number one wide receiver. Even by all accounts, he's looked good. So, and he's beat other guys other than Greg Maben. So you got to give him credit there. And for the fact he's still in the roster. So Des Fitzpatrick, shout out to him. So good, good comment there. Um, Jonathan Hernandez, appreciate it. So we'll move on. The next guy that we have is a guy that you've fallen in love with. You have fallen in love with him. Not only is he from the number one seed baseball team, Tennessee Vols, who unfortunately lost to Notre Dame. I'm sorry. Josh Malone, the Vol himself, goes to Cincinnati, goes to the NY Jets, and now he's with the Tennessee Titans, and he's beating Greg Maben, and he's just torturizing him. But he's beating other guys, and by all accounts, he's looked pretty good. Jim Wyatt's very high on him. A lot of your local media guys are very high on him. And because we can't be at camp and see this stuff and we just take coaches' words for it and see some highlight videos, which there's been a few of Josh Malone, we're also high on him as well. So if you were looking at the season right now, you probably look at Nick Westbrook, Akina, your number two, Robert Woods, your one. I'm not talking slot guy at number three, but I might talk Josh Malone here at number three. He's that high up on the, the, the ladder right now. Now, will this transpire throughout the season? We'll have to see. This is not Marcus Johnson, though. Marcus Johnson was always hurt. Marcus Johnson had, he told it to himself. He said, listen, after one of the training camps, where by all accounts, I mean, people loved him. They thought he was phenomenal. Like, number two good. He's like, hey, I have all these soft tissue injuries. I, I got, I'm going to be healthy. Like, I just got to be healthy. You know, these aren't really like ACLs. But they're, just, they're just these little soft tissue. They just get in my way. What happened? Another injury. Had a really good game. Then he got hurt. Season ending IR. Done for the season. Thing I warned you about. And that thing actually happened, unfortunately. Right? My win-loss record was terrible. But, but, but I told you going into the season that that was one of the things I was really, really worried about. And, um, Josh Malone, I mean, I don't know if you guys want to comment on his uh, injury status, but by all accounts, maybe he figured it out. Maybe he figured it out. Bobby trees would have been a winner just because he's back and he, and he looked, you know, moving around good. But I'll put him as uh, as a maybe at this point, and if he doesn't make this list, we'll give him an honorable mention. But sure, I'm very optimistic on Bobby Trees for sure. All right, so we got a few guys left. the The unforgotten one, or the forgotten ones, Randy Bullock, has been amazing in the in the in the offseason. He's missed one kick, I think. It's a fifty or fifty four yard kick. He's been solid every stinking day. I w- want to say he's like thirteen or fourteen or something. Where they go out and they kick a few to start like practices or whatever. He, I mean, it's early, but the Titans signing him to a two-year deal uh, shows the Titans are, have confidence in him. I know he was kind of he was more up than down last year. He was more consistent than not. 
a lot of us wanted him to be better, but Randy Bullock going in the season definitely is better shape than where we were, I think, even going into last season. And the only reason I remember the whole thing was Koskowski and, you know, him like being amazing against Minnesota and then being terrible in other games, especially Denver to start the season. And he would miss the game tying kick against Pittsburgh and didn't seem like he could be too accountable. Randy Bullock, by all accounts, is taking this with stride. I mean, he feels confident. He's got the every, you know, he, he's got the two year to solidify himself on the roster. He knows he's the dude and he's just doing what he does, going out, making kicks. Don't think we got to talk about him much more, but Randy Bullock has positioned himself, be day one starter. He's going to be the Titans kicker for the year. And he's looking really good, which is great. So keep it going, Randy. We're going to need you. Ryan Tannehill. I don't know how you feel about this, but Ryan Tannehill has taken the offseason, which was doom and gloom. Ryan didn't show up to anything, and a lot of people are getting mad at Ryan. Titans go out and draft Malik Willis. They ask Ryan Tannehill about it. He says, remember, it's not his job to mentor him. And then it was national news everywhere. So Ryan, at this point, is a loser in the offseason. Then he shows up to OTAs. Then he kind of interviews, and he has some comments here there. And now everyone has forgiven Ryan Tannehill. They've forgiven him for the Cincinnati loss, most of, most of us. They believe that, hey, Ryan can definitely win the Titans the Super Bowl and he will be fine, and he's going to have a heck of a season. He's going to be hooking up with Hooper and Woods, and he's got this trailing Burks dude. I mean, you watch out. Tannehill, he's got Henry back. He's going to be the real deal. He's going to take the Titans to the promise land. Not everybody thinks like that, but I'm telling you, if you go through Titans Twitter, that is the majority, and they will get on you if you criticize Ryan Tannehill. And if you do bring up that stuff about the playoffs, they will get on you and blast you. And who knows? They may even block you. But Ryan Tannehill has positioned himself to not only still be the dude in Tennessee, especially in the 2022 season, but nobody's talking about Malik Willis anymore. Nobody's talking about those foolish comments he made about the mentor thing, even if he didn't really mean it that way. It just sounded stupid. Nobody, Nobody's going to talk about the... The, the day they lost the playoff game and they came to the locker room the next day and he didn't even talk to the media. He just took his bags and went home. No one's going to talk about the post-game conference where he made some very questionable comments about the blame. And he basically kind of shrugged off a lot of the blame that should have went on him. But nobody cares about that. Week one against the Giants, we're going to be rooting and hollering and Go Tannehill and get it done because he's really all we got at this point. And if he fails, Logan Woodside, I'm not sure, is going to take us anywhere. And Malik Willis just ain't going to be ready by then. So we better hope Ryan Tannehill's the dude. Otherwise, we're in trouble. So offseason, he's a winner. Final guy, Okonkwo. I mean, this guy, by all accounts, unless the Titans are just fooling us all and pumping him up so much, he is really blossomed. And he might be the steal for us in the draft. He could be our no, our best draft pick. I mean, our number one draft pick is unavailable. 
This guy is not. He is readily available, and he's had three touchdown performances at one day in camp, and he's had a touchdown in another, and he, he seems to be always around the ball and some really, really good things, really good vibes going on with this dude from Maryland, the tight end. So I would say out of all the guys on my list, especially for the winner's list, I think most of us would agree the most intrigue is right here, definitely right here. Uh, looking at some notes, Teron Davenport does an amazing job. So if you don't follow him on Twitter, you're kind of silly. Just throw it out there, being honest with you. Teron Davenport will give you breakdown notes of all what's going on. Now, Jim Wyatt will do it as well, but I'm always going to go with Davenport over anybody um, just for the for the knowledge of the game and um, with player evaluation. You know, he's done it with the Eagles before. Uh, he's had to make this all on his own. He's He's went over his story about how he went and handed out flyers at games and stuff to get people to listen to his stuff. Um, he's worked his way to the top. And uh, you do that with hard work, consistency, don't take no for an answer, and you just keep grinding, and that's Teron Davenport. Uh, Jim Wyatt, I mean, with him working for the Titans, you know, you, he can say certain things, but then he can't. So I always go here. Uh, and I and another honorable mention, uh, Roberson. I know some of you are high on him. You think maybe he'll make the team. And, like, Titans Wire, one of the writers on there, I think said that maybe he'll make the team and all that, and that's fine. I, I'm not as optimistic as some, but that's okay. He's had pretty good. Talked about it. Maybe we should just do it. And maybe we did it last year. I don't remember. But if you're playing fantasy football, Hooper's the guy you want on your roster. If you're going to pick any of these Titans – on offense, other than Derrick Henry, Hooper is your guy. I'm telling you up front, he is going to be our Kittle, all right? And he's he's going to have an amazing year. The problem we're going to have as Titan fans is we're only getting him for one year because when he blows up this year, it beats the Colts, Boro Ben, which will probably split, by the way. But when he blows up, Titans aren't going to be able to afford him. So that's why my guy from Maryland, he's going he's gonna to have to, and that's why maybe Tommy Hudson and some of the other guys are going to have to hopefully be healthy enough to slot themselves in. Briley Moore, I, I think he's back as well from K-State. Keep an eye on him. Uh, he looked decent last year before he got hurt. Another undrafted free agent that we picked up at tight end, but that's what I got. Again, running down the list. Well, one more time with you. We had uh, J. Rob Westbrook, Malone, Randy Bullock, Ryan Tannehill, and Okonkwa as your winners of the offseason. Anybody you want to add to the offseason, you guys let me know. We'll be here for a few more minutes. We've done a really good job on this show keeping it condensed and not making it like four hours long. So we'll go another Eight minutes. We'll we'll cut it off at one fifteen, and uh, I just want to thank all you guys for putting up with me. Um, <laughs> it's not easy to come in here, and, you know, when we don't play, you know, do anything again for another month. But we got preview videos. We got to be kicking out. Um, I got some some interesting things that I I want to talk to you about and bring up, and uh, hopefully it won't get too much blasted for it. Um, but like I said, the podcast thing would be something that I would really want to expand, uh, going further. 
and then obviously just to continue on with this channel. Um, but like I said, it, it's been uh, a lot of fun, and, you know, going forward and, and working and, and breaking down Titans content with you guys. Uh, I've always been hopeful to bring in even more to this channel with more teams. We have Colts fans in here now. Boro Ben's in the house. Uh, we've had Eagles fans in the house. So shout out to Eagle fans. We've had uh, our Texan guy is not in here from Houston anymore, but he was. There he is, Houston 777. He's always in this channel. Shout out to him. But my point is we, we try to make it a collective group because I've, been, I've, I've told this before. You guys know way more than a lot of these other guys that I'm going to waste my time on. And you guys will come in here and you will tell me how it is. And then I'll be like, oh, my gosh, I didn't hear of this. And then I go out, look it up outside, and you guys were exactly right. Find out so much more information, especially when we're playing other teams with injury situations, how things – I mean, you guys know your team more than anyone else does. You, the ones that are diehards, you know every little thing. You know what I mean? And that's why this channel is what it is. I love hearing from all of you guys, and I love you guys being a part of this. So I do appreciate it, as I always give you guys uh, credit. You know, give credit where credit's due. William, what's going on, William, in the house? Uh, Tony Wright, thanks for not re-signing Evans. He'll be a good fit for the Falcons. Again, the Falcons have all these Titan guys. I'm very intrigued to see how the, they'll do. But the guy I'm most interested in is Marcus Mariota. I'm telling you, if Marcus Mariota is able to have a, 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 an amazing year, give the guy a lot of credit. I'm glad it's with Atlanta, not Indianapolis or another team we're going to face. But, I am I mean, as a Titans fan, he's still on my wall right there, Marcus is. But, you know, I'm zoning for the Titans, but I'll be rooting for the Falcons on the side. It's Stranger Things 4, part 2, coming up here. I don't know why I'm even, they're, they're not sponsoring this video, but it is what it is. Uh, you can go back, listen to Winners, Losers. Remember, I'm not calling anybody a loser on this channel. I'm just saying... The offseason didn't maybe go as well as they wanted to, and some of the guys, really, it was out of their control. But I'm very optimistic for training camp. I'm actually optimistic for the season because I think the Titans can do some really good things with Derrick Henry and an elite defense. The question is, can our defense stay at that level and continue to grow and improve? I think they can. We'll see what happens. Till next time, take care. Tighten up. We'll see you soon. Take care, everybody.